Welcome back to another edition of the Boulders Extra Podcast. After Purdue wins its fourth straight game, beating Wisconsin 73-69 at Mackey Arena, late night at Mackey Arena. Uh, just left the arena and uh, the uh, some of the traveling party from the Badgers were messing around, shooting a bunch of full court shots. Um, trying to pass the time either they're waiting on their plane to arrive or get ready so they can charter back to Madison or or what but uh, they were trying to kill some time one guy hit a shot that was the only one they had about 500 attempts but uh, Purdue could have, could have had them shooting those kind of shots during the, uh, the course of the game but uh, uh, I, I thought this was a um, the type of game that it was, it had the, had a postseason feel to it. Now, you didn't have a crowd there, but it, it just had... Uh, this is something that I think Purdue's going to face in the postseason. They're going to face this type of game uh, in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to face this kind of game in the NCAA tournament. And um, I, I just think this close going into the postseason, this was a really a good game for Purdue to have and for, for them to win. Um, because, you know, they had to answer, you know, Wisconsin would do something, they would score or make a defensive play or, or, or something. And then Purdue needed to answer either with a defensive stop or, you know, uh, something on the offensive end. And it it just kind of went back and forth that way. Uh, the last 10 minutes of the game, um, you know, Purdue would answer with a three and then, you know, Wisconsin would get an offensive rebound and then convert a three-point play um and then Purdue had to come down and and make a play on the other end and Wisconsin would come down and make a play and just kind of went back and forth and I think you know you see these games in the postseason all the time where you know teams are fighting hard um and and you just have to keep going you have to figure out ways to make plays and I I just thought this was unlike you know, really, any any other game that Purdue has played this season, I thought. Now that there's been close games, uh, games where they've needed to make free throws, where they've needed to make plays, or they they've needed to come out of timeouts and and get a basket, which they did tonight. Um, and they've had stretches of 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 those games, but uh, tonight this was like heavy duty, back and forth for. Uh, a long time for, you know, like I said, I, I, it's probably the last 10 minutes of the game. And I just think a, a game like this should do Purdue, should put them in a position to go into the, into the tournament. And they already are there with, with a lot of confidence and knowing that um, this was another learning experience for them. This was another situation that they can lean on when they get in the postseason, um, and it should serve them well. Because, um, you know, I think they've, they've experienced a lot of things this year, and this was something new, in my opinion, something new that they had to battle through. Because, you know, they've had games where Travion's been in foul trouble. They've had games when um, you didn't hit three-pointers. You know, they've had games... Um, where you know the shooting wasn't there, or 
They've had breakdowns on defense. Um, and all those all those are great experiences for them to have and lean on. And I think they're using those experiences late in the season. But this game was just different. This really was. And, you know, Wisconsin's a really good team. Um, they take care of the ball. They only had two turnovers in the second half. They averaged nine, which I, th- I believe leads the nation. Uh, and they finished with six. Purdue just had ten. So it was a well-played game from that standpoint, even though early on it looked really sloppy and choppy. And I think that had a lot to do with Wisconsin's defense. I, th- I thought Wisconsin's defense caused Purdue a lot of problems uh, early in the game. And then until they could get settled into what they wanted to do offensively and kind of took control is when um, things started to click for them. But, you know, I mentioned that, you know, Purdue has, you know, Trevion Williams hasn't, you know, he hasn't carried the team like he did earlier in the year, at least from an offensive standpoint. Yes, he's a huge threat, but now you're getting others to step up and make plays and contribute when someone... Um, when someone's not having a good night offensively. And Trevion struggled early, had three turnovers for the game, but had some turnovers early. Didn't score until late in the first half. Um, I don't believe Eric Hunter, he scored, but it didn't come till late in the game. So you needed production from some other people, and that's, you know, Jaden Ivey did that. He stepped up, had 18 points, but got the double figures pretty early in the game. But then... Uh, you know, the, the big story from tonight was just the play of Zach Eady. And Wisconsin just could not match up with Zach Eady. I mean, they just they don't have the personnel to do it. Um, and, and they leaned on him, and they they pushed on him, and they, uh, they pulled on him, and they hit him, and they slapped him, and they smacked him, and they did everything humanly possible to to prevent the guy from getting the ball. And when he did get the ball, do everything in their power to uh, make sure he doesn't hit the shot. But, you know, Zach has just really come a long way. And I've said this before on this podcast. I I believe Zach Eady is probably the most improved player on Purdue's team. Doesn't make him the best player, but I believe he's the most improved player on this team. Uh, When you, and and he came in a little raw, to college just because he hadn't played a lot of basketball but um, he has just continues to make strides and that's a credit to the other sports that he's played it's a credit to his athletic ability and his footwork and all those other things but Purdue has itself a, 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 a prized big man that, that's going to be a force in this league for as long as he stays at Purdue. I don't think there's any question about that. He played a lot of minutes tonight. He was extremely productive. Um, you can tell now that he's catching the ball and he's not thinking anymore. He's catching and turning and shooting and getting into his move. He's getting really good position uh, down low, and that's, that's a big part of it where he's able to post up and... And he's not too far under the basket or not too far away from the basket. Um, You know, he's catching and shooting all within rhythm. It's all happening at once. And uh, we've seen this 
throughout the season. And his minutes were big tonight because Travion was in foul trouble. And I believe it was with 9.44 to go, and Travion picked up his fourth foul, which was on the other end of the court, which didn't need to happen. But I think with 9.44 to go, Travion went to the bench, and then Zach came in, and they pumped the ball inside to Zach. Uh, I believe he scored seven straight points. And um, and Wisconsin just could not could not stop him. You know, the other part of this, too, is that, you know, you have to credit Purdue's passing from the perimeter. I think Stefanovic ended up with eight assists. If you go, I have to go back through the box score and see how many of those assists, you know, actually went to uh, Edie. Um, but Purdue's perimeter passing was strong. Um, you know, it, I think Purdue was 5 of 14 from three, so they were pumping the ball inside uh, all night to Edie and, and, and to Travion and Purdue had another big night in the paint um, a huge night in the paint I think 36 points but it, it continues a trend of uh, Purdue scoring really well in the paint um, I think they've had um, at least 36 points in the paint in each of their last five games now they lost the Minnesota game up there but during this four-game winning streak, for sure, they've had more than 30, probably more than 35 points in the paint um, in every game. Um, and, I, you know, that's a byproduct of who you have in the paint, and that's Edie and, and Travion Williams. But it's also, uh, it's Jaden Ivey getting to the rim. It's it's the other guys getting to the rim. Sa- Sasha Stefanovic taking the ball and, and scoring at the rim. So... You know, Purdue is, you know, getting points close to the basket. And it's just, it's kind of spread out this offense. But you're getting different guys to step up now every night. As you know, I said, I think uh, uh, Edie and uh, Jaden Ivey combined for 39. And then Aaron Wheeler came through with 11. He was 3 for 3 from three-point range. Hit a couple big free throws late in the game. Um so you, you see some players playing their best basketball right now, which can overcome when Travion struggles or the three-point shot's not going, not going down for uh, Stefanovic. So um, I, I just, the pieces are coming together for this team. Now the question then becomes, yes, Purdue's playing its best basketball right now. I don't think there's any question about that. But is their best basketball... Is Purdue's best basketball, how it's playing now, is it good enough to beat Michigan? Is it good enough to beat Illinois? Is it good enough to beat Iowa? Is it good enough to beat Ohio State? Um, and that's who Purdue would probably have to to face to, to win the Big Ten tournament. You know, we know it's been good enough to beat Penn State. We know it's been good enough to beat Michigan State, Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin tonight. Um... But is it good enough to beat the teams at the top of the Big Ten? Now, they have beaten Ohio State twice this year. Uh, but, you know, I don't, you know, for, you don't want to get in too much of that. But, you know, one game, Ohio State didn't have E.J. Liddell, and they didn't have C.J. Walker for the other game. Doesn't mean they'll have both and they'll beat Purdue. But that's the question now for Purdue. I mean, Purdue, Purdue still has a very high ceiling. 
it still has a lot of ways to grow and improve but you know can they can they beat one of those top teams in the Big Ten can they beat a Michigan or Iowa Illinois and can they beat Ohio State for a third time I mean I think they have a lot of confidence I think they believe they can and you know what Purdue has done this year puts them in a position to do that Um, and I you know I think that's you know, that's the next step for this team. And, you know, when you get in the NCAA tournament, well, Purdue's, with the way Purdue is playing right now, should be good enough to win your first-round game because Purdue's looking at a five, six-seed type of situation. Could go higher if they if they do really well in the Big Ten tournament, but uh, usually they're in a... By that time, they're probably going to be seated where they they need to be um, in the NCAA tournament but you know you get to the second round games then you're playing um, you're playing a big 12 team probably you're playing West Virginia Texas Oklahoma uh, that type of team and with the way that Purdue is playing right now is will it be good enough to beat a team like that and you know and that's the question as you get into this thing, you know, you know, uh, most people agree that Purdue's probably a year away from making a deep, deep run in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, they are a year away from winning the Big Ten because they can't do it this year. But you know, can they win the Big Ten tournament? Can they put together a string of three games in three days against the best teams in the league and and win the tournament? You know, with the way they're playing now, you know, most most people would agree yes, but you know they haven't done it. You know, but they also haven't played these teams since late December, early January. You know, two two and a half months have passed, and Purdue is a much better team today than when it played Iowa on December 22nd, or when it played Illinois on January 2nd. Or even when it played Ohio State for the second time on January 19th. Um, and they're a better team than when they played Michigan uh, in mid-January. So th- th- those would be measuring sticks to see how far Purdue has come. I, you know, I think most would agree that Purdue has come a long way this season. They've come a long way since the Big Ten season started. Um... Uh, but you can you can prove that by going up against one of the elite teams in the Big Ten and showing how much that you have improved, and that that gives you a really good idea. But Purdue has depth right now; it has depth that is productive. Um, it's getting, you know, as we said, getting contributions from a lot of different guys. Uh, you know, there were some things defensively tonight uh, that need to get shored up. Uh, I guess the most disturbing thing would have been just not able to finish those defensive possessions with rebounds late in the game that kept Wisconsin uh, in the game, kept it to one possession. And, you know, you give the Badgers a lot of credit for hanging in there. Uh, and They hung in there with their leading scorer not scoring in the first half, 
and not having the type of game that he's capable of having. But Purdue has done that to teams. You know, tonight it was Wisconsin. Uh, at Nebraska, they did the same thing. Uh, at Penn State, they did the same thing. Uh, they've done that throughout the year. You know, they did it to Marcus Carr uh, when he was here. You know, back in back in January. So Purdue has, you know, you know Purdue has done a, a really good job of making sure that the other team's leading scorer doesn't come out and, and burn you. Although, you know, Carr did up in Minnesota late in the game. And, you know, I wrote a little bit about this, uh, but, you know, really, if this, if not for Michigan, to be honest, Matt Painter would be the coach of the year in the Big Ten when you look at how far this team has come. And I, you know, they're going to, they're, they're, they're uh, 12 and 6 in the league, and Michigan is whatever they are. Um, and Michigan, you know, Juwan Howard will probably get it because even though they got thumped by Illinois uh, on Tuesday, they have they have played well and they've they've managed their situation with COVID, getting shut down for a couple weeks, and still coming back out and and playing well. But the job that Matt Painter has done should not go unnoticed uh, with this team. Uh, and just where they're at right now, the position that they're in. Um, it, it's just, you know, and, and it, it extends to the, the assistants as well. But just the growth of this team, how they've just, they've just gotten better every game. And you can see it. Uh, so, you know, Painter, Painter probably will not win Coach of the Year. Uh, but, you know, he'll, he'll get a lot of support. Um, and I don't think they release who finishes second or third, but he'll get a lot of support, as, as he should. And, again, if not for Michigan having the kind of year that it's having, then, you know, I, I think Painter would win it. He, you know, he might win it. Who knows? He might get it from the coaches. He might get it from the media. I'm not sure which one would give it to him. Probably the media first because he is um, – he is, he is well-liked. He's accessible to, to media people. Uh, so, um, not that that matters, but he's just, he's done, he's done a really good job this year. And I, um, it's just unfortunate that he probably will not get rewarded for something like that. But, you know, in the end, he's, he's not going to care about that. But, um, but, you know, he, they, he, he and his staff have done a, a really good job with this team put it in the position that it's in um and that's just my two cents all right well we appreciate you stopping by uh hopefully no more nine o'clock games although you never tell in the ncaa tournament uh, so these games wear me out appreciate you stopping by questions comments concerns you know hit me up maybe give a shout out on the podcast and if, you, and if you'd like to sponsor the podcast feel free to to let to let me know and we'll get we'll, we'll get things moving in that direction Have a good day.